you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am Oliver Banks, your host, and I'm delighted as always to be your guide to help you through the sometimes challenging world of retail transformation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to episode 138, number 138. Today, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Simon Hedo of Rethink Productivity as we continue our mini-series, Simplification Stories. And today, we're going to be joined by another guest as well, Steve Leach, Sales Director at NICER Retail. Now, Steve has already been on the Retail Transformation Show 100 episodes ago, exactly in fact, episode 38 and 37 as well, I might add. Steve joined to explore more about how NICER are transforming the grocery and convenience sectors. And today we're going to be diving into some of Steve's experiences and how he has worked on simplification stories. If you're not familiar with Steve, then he is, as I say, sales director at NICER Retail, and he is responsible for UK sales and new business strategy. He's worked for a number of different retailers, including M&S, Sainsbridge, Boots and Vodafone, and held across those companies a number of different roles, including retail director, head of retail ops, head of transformation, and he was also a store manager too. Show notes from today's episode are at obandco.uk slash 138. So without further ado, here is episode two of Simplification Stories with Simon Hedo and Steve Leach. Enjoy! So I'm very glad to be uh, sitting down once again with Simon Hedo, and today we are joined by Steve Leach, Sales Director over at NICER Retail. Steve, how are you? Very well. Good to uh, catch up with Simon and Oliver again. Good to good to talk to you. Yeah, good to be speaking again, Steve. Definitely. And today our conversation is going to be themed around simplification. So, Steve, let's just jump into some of the simplification stories that you've gone through. I know you've got a particularly interesting experience about a full review of your recruitment strategy. Help set the scene, please. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Oliver. Well, we've been really busy from the nicer side. You know, clearly, we've, we were acquired by the co-op um, three years ago. And one of the key objectives that we've been leading is a growth agenda for nicer retail. And that really led us to do a full review of how we go to market and recruit new retailers to come and join NICER, which we've been doing um, over the, the last three years. We've had some real success in terms of stripping back a full review of how we recruit. Uh, and we, we, we did very well in 2019 with 750 stores that joined us. And then we went into 2020 wanting to really build on that momentum. And, and of course, the pandemic hit. So we had to revise our <laughs> recruitment strategy um, twice, if you like, to be even more efficient, but make sure that we were continuing to, to grow the business, but do it all virtually uh, and online, which really which really tested us. But again, was was really successful. Um, and again, we had 
650 new stores that joined us last year, which amazingly, about a third of those we never met. We did it all online and virtually, wow. which was a real credit to the team and how we embrace the new technology that we're all uh, stuck working with until we get back out on the road again. Well, that's a huge win. First up, very well done to you and your team for, for, for getting that many new stores to join the club, so to speak. Help us out. What's changed, first and foremost? So I think how we how we've gone to market and how we've uh, we've gone recruiting has really changed. Uh, I mean, I've I've been in NYSA for for seven years, and it used to be quite a traditional cold calling approach to finding new business. Mm. Um, but actually, NYSA is very much a, a relationship business, and it's about being out in the market and much easier when you're not in a pandemic. But what we've tried to do is put a lot more systems and process in place in terms of who we go and talk to and when. So we've we've done an awful lot of work with the uh, with the team. Um, so we've now got a, a bespoke recruitment team um, that are full time working on recruitment who support the wider retail team and um, who've got relationships with a lot of existing retailers. And that's really important because our number one lead generator and and the the main source of all of our new stores is actually existing retailers who have got multiple stores with different symbol groups so the easiest way to recruit is getting more of our existing retailers to bring more of their stores into nicer which is uh, where we've seen some real success so we've got mm. a different approach from a, a team perspective we've got a different way of using data in terms of trying to find where the gaps are in the market either by location or by format so we've done some really good work with the local data company and others that have really helped us find out where the markets are and where we traditionally have underinvested in terms of coverage. Uh, and then um, how we review our activity, we've we've put in a new a new way of measuring um, all of our prospects and recruitment, so we can see where we can identify new parts of the system that are uh, where there's any benefits, so we can try and get stores trading faster or try and get people into the business quicker than we have done before. So there's not there's not been one silver bullet. It's the classic bit of lots of tiny incremental gains that have really helped us become more efficient. Yeah, I, f- I find that really interesting, Steve, because in, in my mind, I'd assume that people come knocking on your door and say, can I come and join the club, so to speak, as Ollie put it. But actually, I'd never envisage you actually have to go out and recruit people to come in. Well, it's, it's, it's an element of both. Um, and you have to work harder than you ever have done because of how competitive the market is and the number of people that are now in the convenient model. And you can't be complacent and wait for people to come to you. You have to go and go and find them. And I think how you do that around marketing has been a real part of our transformation that we've, we've again, done a number of things. The digital transformation is, a, is an interesting point because we used to have lots of independent websites that we had a a separate join nicer website which was separate to the main corporate website and now we've got Mm. one one consolidated website at nicerlocally.co.uk where whether you're an existing partner a prospect or a colleague you get everything that you need from one site so it just makes the search and the digital journey much easier we're just about to make it even easier for new retailers to join that rather than gathering a lot of paper and uh, having to get sort of wet signatures, we're going to move to a, a more of an electronic version 
So that saves time mm-hmm. and process within the recruitment process to go even more quick and efficient. So I think it's it's a balance. And, and interestingly, cold calling, which is a very old fashioned way of working, actually can still be very effective because it's a great way of identifying face to face what people are looking for. But interestingly, because of the, the, the nature of the convenience industry, uh, we do a lot of our best business at, uh, events and networking events, conferences. We've got the National Convenience Show coming up in July this year, which we're very excited about because it's back. It's the first non-virtual event where we're all face to face back at the NEC with the Association of Convenience Store event, which is always really good. The National Convenience Show, the Forecourt Show. Um, and there will literally be three days where we'll, we've got a recruitment stand at the, at the centre of the NEC. And we're, we're definitely open for business and looking forward to speaking to as many prospects as we can. That's brilliant. I Yeah, I, well, and I wish you lots of luck, obviously. I'd like to rewind a couple of minutes ago. You described lots of little changes that have led to this overall big step change that um, you've, you've clearly delivered. How intentional were all of those little changes, Steve? Did did you know what you were going to be doing or was it almost a, a feeling away? Well, I'll have to talk about my favourite example here because uh, I, I do get a, a bit of stick as being Mr. Twitter in the in the nicer team. But it's worth talking about social media <laughs> because it it's something that I've been fascinated around personally for a while. But if you if you have a look at how we've changed the the way that we promote the business. Uh, we've we've done an awful lot with social media. Um, there's there's a, a colleague that we've got called Gemma Bell, who is absolutely fantastic at supporting us in, in the social media space. But what I really like about, about Twitter predominantly is it gives you an instant opportunity to improve and communicate your reach and success stories about if anybody is thinking about joining NYSA, then you can share testimonials, you can show videos of stores, you can engage with existing nicer partners who are already on social media and we've we've created a bit of a an army of advocates both retailers colleagues suppliers there are a number of hashtags in hashtag join nicer and hashtag we say nicer and that we've been using for a while and slowly but surely we've mm. we've really got some really great engagement with with retailers who've said you know, I, I do sometimes get a little bit frustrated because you're always filling up my timeline of what's going on. But actually, um, there's so <laughs> much there's so much good news and there's so many things that it's it's made me lift the phone up or say that I'd like to to try and find out a little bit more. And I think that was one where we started off a few years ago playing with that really as a as a as a way of trying to do something that is quick and immediate. Now I've got the full team that are on social media, some that are more active than others. But it's a really great way of sharing success and good news and uh, and being able to talk to people um, and get connections going because it's it's quick and immediate. Um, so that that was one that was has, has grown a little bit from me being interested in it personally to thinking it, there's an opportunity to us using really well. But not everything's mm. like that. Sometimes, you know, the, the best idea that you can get is looking to see what else is happening in the market and um, seeing what your competitors are up to. So, you know, we're, we're learning a lot from, you know, given how competitive the market is, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot we've learned from, 
feedback from our existing retailers and what the rest of the competition are doing to to really launch you know we've just gone to market with our fresh rewards a, a new simpler way of of doing business with nicer with a new rebate structure that was based on um, a, a lot of feedback that we'd had from existing retailers with nicer to, to become easier to do business with and since we've launched that and we've seen a really good success rate of existing retailers that are signing in because it's it's a choice and uh, people are incentivized to, to join but not forced they can stay on the, the legacy terms but we've had a really strong commitment of people moving forward to to sign up it's also generated a lot of interest externally with with other people who were were fans of nicer but were maybe a little bit concerned about the complexity and now that's been removed that's really helped increase the number of leads that we've had in in the last month as well definitely well that's that's great to hear i'd, I'd like to actually ask you um so back when I was at Tesco, I, I was focused on on step change and cost saving. And yet then there was the operational team and it was often described as almost a uh, a poacher and gamekeeper relationship, right? You have, I, I guess, the hat of both poacher and gamekeeper in here in terms of you're running the business as usual as well as the change. How has that been for you? But I'm 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 smiling because we use the poacher and gamekeeper phrase quite quite a lot actually because it's, <laughs> it's 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 important in in any leadership role but none more so when you're working with independent retailers you can see both perspectives within that and um, from a from an independent retailer's perspective my job is to sort of represent their 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 voice in decision making back at the centre and uh, you know we, you often talk about who your customer is it's it's slightly different for us in that. Our customers are nicer partners and retailers and their customers, the, the consumers, ultimately, we are slightly indirectly linked to them, whereby the co-ops customers are the co-ops customers who go into their managed estate. So mm. I, I think the balance between the two is making sure that you keep your feet on the ground and you surround yourself by people who are, uh, will give you all the feedback, both positive and negative. And one of the things that we've we've just done a, a new feature to build on the momentum for this year with our recruitment is we've we've just created a really small induction team, which is a new team for this year, which will guarantee that we get much stronger support into the first 100 days of being a, a nicer retailer. And we've got a mm -hmm. team of a team of four, and um, that uh, we've just created. Three of the four are regional managers who've have, have got a lot of experience within the business of supporting partners. But the fourth person is is a is a guy called Adam Viney who we're delighted joined the team. Who was himself a nicer retailer who ran a very successful and award winning store at York University. Who is just finishing off his induction with with nicer. But that gives us more credibility with the wider nicer retailers in terms of been able to see things from their perspective because we've actually hired a very good uh, nicer retailer to come in and keep us honest uh, and that will really help because they will see the challenge to Adam isn't to go poacher turn gamekeeper is to keep his partner hat on all the way through and make sure that he challenges the the status quo and the process to always make sure that we're thinking partner back. It sounds like then that there's there's been a lot of work to kind of select people to be able to join the family but also then that intensive care period those first 100 days to welcome them into the family so it sounds like that mm. that that journey's become a lot more supported and 
a, a lot more of a framework around it than ever before. Is that fair to say? Uh, absolutely. And, and from a process and data point of view, we've gone from not really understanding the journey to being able to process map every single step along the way. And we measure key elements of that. So, you know, a really good internal KPI would be when a nicer retailer signs up uh, to, to become uh, into the nicer family, how long does it take from that signature to, to their first order? Um, yep. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a really great one because there's there's a lot of cash linked to that if we can make that that time period as short as possible so that um, that highlights where we've needed to do things differently to try and accelerate that because once you've made the decision to join, what we've had to do is is remove any barriers or, or processes that get in the way of that and then we've clearly with all the sales targets, the sooner we get somebody in and trading, the faster that we can be helping them sort of get the best out of NICER and really set themselves up for success. And we've had phenomenal support from our finance team to be able to give us the, the management information and KPIs to try and track that because that's a, that's a really good success story of the last couple of years in terms of how we've used data well to help inform decision making. I can make a decision really quickly, but I always find it much easier when you've got data to back it up. So my team will say that I'm, I'm often known for having key phrases for everything, but I, I do like the sort of data insight action uh, piece that, you know, get, get the right data, make sure the insight is good and then and then put some action in. Um, but then make sure you review that against the assumptions to make sure what you've done is, is added value. And the induction team is a really good example. That was based on uh, an awful lot of, uh, of feedback. And actually, interestingly, um, from my previous role running Vodafone's retail estate, because we did a lot of customer research there that said you were far more likely to, uh, to renew your mobile phone contract if the first 100 days as a customer were in line or ahead of your expectations. So mm. you can't get you can't get further from a, a mobile phone 24 month contract on a on a 64 gig iPhone to running a nicer independent store that, that it trades in the center of Birmingham. But actually, it's exactly the same principle, because if we if we exceed somebody's expectations in the first 100 days, set them up for success and deliver against what we said they would get if they join nicer, it's exactly the same principle. So I'm trying to use some of my my industry insight and customer experience from different businesses to apply that into the nicer model. And so far, it's, it seems to be working. We, we are measuring the partner sentiment and feedback from the guys that have joined us and the sales um, that we're, we've got of the stores supported by the induction managers are significantly higher as a result of that initiative than, than before. So it's early stages, but um, it's, it's winning and there's definitely more to do. But it's a good example of not resting on our laurels when we've had a, a decent run for the last couple of years, but we know we've got more to do. That's brilliant. I mean, I love I love how you're you're taking the lessons from your, your previous experience at Vodafone and, and applying them in. You know, it's such a critical point around change management, whether whether it's a change of, you know, joining NICER or change of mobile contract or a change of any other system or process or people change. Actually, that that first hundred days mindset is a really strong approach to take. I love that that idea in terms of what is it you need to do to be able to gain the commitment of the customers of that change, shall we say, 
in terms of making sure that they're committed, they don't then back out, they don't revert to old ways of working. It's it's exactly the same sort of thing. Uh, yeah, very strong and powerful lesson there for me, Steve. Thank you very much. I'd like to uh, take a, a slight pivot in the conversation here because I know you've also done some really amazing stuff with new formats as well. Do you want to just briefly describe what you've been up to, Steve? Yeah, sure. So we work really closely with the sales team and the format and development team in, in NICER. For a, a period of time, I um, I had accountability for the for the team, not any longer, but the, the great relationship that we've got with them has, has really helped. And what we've done there is we've, it's a good story about how we've done things differently. Quite a few years ago, if anybody wanted to move into NICER and pick up a, a NICER fascia, we had a very fixed way of working and a very bespoke set of criteria and a model which was quite inflexible. So um, around the, the fit out and the look and feel and the and the number of things that a retailer had to do to try and get a fascia. And uh, as mm -hmm. I worked with uh, with Darren May, who's our head of formats, who's um, who's got some fantastic um, skills and experience before he joined the business, he's got a really strong team around him. But one of the things that we did that was different is we quickly worked out that to be flexible and agile to demonstrate our skill in that area to try and keep one step ahead of independent retailers because they're, they're compared to the corporate guys the the independent entrepreneurs are faster and more agile and to commit a decision in the morning and implement it in the afternoon so what we did with the format piece was we we became much more flexible and we we did a a pick and mix option so that if somebody wanted to join us we would give them a lot of expert advice and guidance in terms of um, used our expertise in terms of category management, look and feel, and how to lay out their store. But rather than mm. uh, be um, insistent of what that looked like, we could tailor that so that people could choose how much they wanted to do up front, how much they wanted to spend. Um, and having that flexibility with the format team has really helped open up lots more discussions. We are the most flexible symbol group of them all because within NICER you can trade under a NICER fascia, you could trade um, in a dual branded way, but actually the majority of NICER retailers that people don't often understand actually don't have any mention of NICER in their fascia and they have their own brand and independent fascia which they trade under and we supply. So our flexibility yep. has, has, has been a, a massive change in terms of how we've done that and continue to do so. But what we've also done is we we will regularly review the market and understand where any gaps are. And one of mm. the things that we did last year is we launched NICER Express, which was a, a new small store format for stores that were under a thousand square foot. And um, so that's our latest mm -hmm. format um, innovation. And um, we've got um, lots of interest there. We've we've recruited a really progressive forecourt retailer called Ascona, who are up to, I think, 60 sites now. And they helped trial our very first NICER Express in a, in a forecourt last year. And we're, we're seeing lots of interest in that because that gives the flexibility and fresh thinking of our format expertise. But you can apply that into stores of different sizes. So we've done a lot in that space to be flexible. It is very interesting in terms of new areas to try and identify where to generate value. Our latest example of that is we're, we're just rolling out. Co-op have got a, a very, 
very good, high quality um, own brand coffee called Everground. And we're we're sort of pioneering that, which is a is a very good quality, high margin uh, product, and um, that is part of the co-op own label range, which is available to co-op stores and into nicer fascia stores and all independent partners. And we're just sort of rolling that out, um, and again, mm. um, trialing that in a few sites so that nicer retailers can see what the benefit is of of using that brand. That makes a lot of sense. I can uh, certainly see how. You know, suddenly the, the power of NICER, whether you are you, you have, have the name above the door, so to speak, or not, suddenly opens you up to, well, lots lots of different opportunities and new ranges. And, you know, I, I know uh, you've, you've been working a huge amount on quality of the different ranges as well. So that's um, that's brilliant. Help me out with what's next, I guess, Steve. What, what, you know, what's what's exciting you about uh, how you'll continue to develop the formats or even the recruitment process as well well i think the 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 latest space that we're we're currently working through from a it's more of a sort of change in the operating model at the moment which is one of the biggest things that has changed radically is the use of sort of delivered services and partnerships with Mm -hmm. guys that are changing changing the convenience model and we we are now working with um, four partners in Deliveroo, Uber Eats, Snappy Shop, and and Gisp, um, which are very active um, in in that space. And um, and again, it's the flexibility of the nicer model. Other competitors are, are, are buddied up with one partner, and we're deliberately going slightly differently, where we're we're working with several because not we we don't think that one size fits all but will help you choose who to work with and why mm. um, and and that is that's a really good example where our big challenge is given that the um, the pandemic um, has been such a powerful growth driver for the convenience channel the, the question is how do we help retailers hang on to the additional footfall and momentum so that when hopefully um, in the next couple of months we go back to um, a, a more normal society that we capture new business and continue to trade that in the convenience channel so the delivered services is a is a big is a big opportunity and we're seeing some phenomenally strong numbers with new footfall and new growth opportunities which i'm i'm really excited about so there's definitely lots of work uh, within there from a recruitment point of view Actually, there's there's a balance there between recruitment and retention, and um, so we are it's a it's an equal balance to make sure that we continue to build on the momentum, but that that only wins when um, you retain and hold on to all the retailers that have joined you, and um, so that your 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 net position is is bigger than it was. We get a lot of feedback with existing retailers that say, well, you, you're always in the trade press around how many people have joined the business, but how many people have left. Um, and it's a great question. Um, but we we are in a very, very strong net position. Um, there'll always be people who want to um, leave the group and understand um, what, what's, mm. what's out there. But my, my job is to keep that, that number as, as low as possible. And to keep hold on as many people so we're, we're trying to find the right balance between that but really from the recruitment point of view it's a scale game so we are seriously in the market looking for some new business of scale with some um some big big relationships and big retailers and big partners um 
and I've got I've got lots of very interesting projects in the pipeline that we would maybe fill another podcast at another time once it's in the public domain. <laughs> but, um, of course. But, but watch your space. I mean, we're, we've, we're, we're about to unveil a number of very exciting initiatives to keep us one step ahead of the market. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got lots of interesting projects which we're, which we're working on. So it makes, it makes for a very interesting time. And, and Steve, has the kind of tie up with the co-op changed things or is that just accelerated and will lift you to the next level? So yes and yes, it, it has changed things um, for for the better. You know, really a really great example of that would be the co-op uh, property program. So the the co-op regularly review and refresh their store portfolio, and at any point where they uh, decide that they want to dispose of a, a, a co-op, um, then we we get first refusal in terms of making those available for for nicer partners. We've got lots of really great locations that might not necessarily uh, be right for the co-op but we've got some terrific nicer stores and that's a really good example whereby if you are a really progressive retailer so let's talk about uh, Ricky Dougal and his family that trade in the center of Coventry and Millennium View they won the store of the year the convenience industry for their their, their store in the center of Coventry it's a fabulous site uh, and Ricky's got you know big ambitions to grow his estate we were able to connect him in on a co-op disposal site not too far away from his store in Coventry and um, he got access to to that store as a co-op on on Tuesday of, of a certain week uh, and on Friday I, I visited um, along with Ken our CEO and um, literally apart from the final nicer fascia that hadn't been put up you could not have um, told found or I, I identified if you didn't know the story that it traded as a co-op because it, it was just it was a brand new nicer that he converted in just over three days. And that's fantastic because being able to make those sites available to nicer colleagues uh, or nicer retailers and give them first refusal is a really good opportunity that if we weren't part of the wider co-op, we wouldn't enjoy. So there's there's lots of new opportunities uh, along that angle. We're working really closely with, with Martin and the new channels team around co-op franchise, um, and we've had a number of nicer retailers who have made the move to become a co-op franchise and we're moving into that space. So there's there's lots of new opportunities that we can now enjoy that will help our growth ambitions and just gives us different options to put on the table for somebody who wants to continue and grow their association with with nicer but give them maybe more channels and options that they wouldn't have had before. So it's a it's a watch this space type of uh, type of movement then. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the 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 challenge when you're doing really well with recruitment, which Chris and my recruitment team will tell you, is you've always got to work harder to stand still. So when you've had as as strong a couple of years that we have, the the numbers and the sales growth and the recruitment numbers only go north. And so you've got to really stretch yourself with new channels, new propositions, or better processes to uh, to keep doing that. But importantly, uh, importantly hold on to all your, your existing nicer retailers and making sure that they're, they're getting as much out of the proposition as they need so that your, your net position is um, as equally as strong. But yeah, lots of lots of exciting things coming up. Good. And it's just the 100 days. I knew there was a link. So the American presidents approved to make their biggest impact in the first 100 days of being in office. So your your whole recruitment piece about your 100 days intensive care is uh, in good company. Well, it, it, it's <laughs> 
it, it's an important point because equally at the same time that we're bringing on lots of nicer retailers, the first hundred days as a colleague is is also true, uh, and and there's there's a lot of learnings uh, around that as well. So I've been lucky enough on the back of our success to invest in um, a lot of top talent um, into the sales team. We've got um, quite a large number of people that have joined the the sales, retail, recruitment, and central operations team, including I've got a new a new central operations lead in uh, James Taylor who's joined the business. And, and actually, it's a really good point that you've got to make sure that the right balance is true because the joining experience to join NICER as a colleague is as important as a retailer. And again, we're, we're trying to do um, similar elements to make sure that colleagues in their first 100 days um, are set up for success in the same way. But you're, you're, you're right with the analogy. There's nothing new in retail. It's just where you get your inspiration and ideas from. Hopefully not Donald Trump. <laughs> well, no, there's a, a funny, there's a funny story which ties it all together beautifully. Which was when I first joined uh, social media, um, I was watching Jonathan Ross talking about um, uh, President of the United States. So my Twitter handle was uh, POTUS OB, because um, uh, Obama was the was was POTUS, uh, and his were his Twitter handle was POTUS BO for Barack Obama. So I went for OB. Um, just out of devilment to see what happened next. I was quite terrified because um, I got a number of followers instantly. One was the White House, one was the, um, the <laughs> FBI. Um, now you'd think if I was if I was more sensible, I would have I would have changed my Twitter handle. But for the first few years, actually until Obama left, I I kept that Twitter handle and was regularly misquoted in quite a lot of quite serious tweets. Um, with American press when they transposed the uh, the number. And um, my claim to fame is I, I am still followed on Twitter by Barack Obama. But as soon as Trump came in, I changed it back to first for retail because I wanted to keep my head down and did not want that power of association. So that's a little bit where you've got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Well, there we go. So uh, some social media tips in there as well. And um, what state penitentiary are you calling us from today, Steve? <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to go because I've, I've used my last time and I, I need to go and put my protective suit back on. Well, Steve, it's been a brilliant conversation and we've dived into lots of different topics. For me, one of the kind of key themes has been momentum throughout. And actually, you know, whether it's, you know, continually making a series of momentum changes around the recruitment process, whether it's about building momentum in those first hundred days, uh, maybe in your Twitter following as well, right? Um, that's been an absolute key piece. And, you know, you, you said it there, I'm going to misphrase you, I'm afraid, but you have to work harder to stand still. And that's so true. And momentum is only going to help you to uh, to continue to work harder, but also move forward as well. So, Steve, thank you so much for, for, for joining Simon and for joining myself uh, on, on, this, on this show. Simon, any closing thoughts? No, I, I totally agree. Fantastic conversation. Um, yeah, I think there's there's been some quotes very similar recently, isn't there, about if, if you stand still, everybody else keeps going, so you get left even further behind. So, yeah, momentum is absolutely key to keeping ahead of the market or even keeping up with the market. Thank you so much, Steve. No, absolute pleasure. Good to talk to you and uh, look forward to the next one where maybe I could tell you a little bit more about the, the, the next bit of momentum we've got planned. But no, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve.
If you enjoyed this episode, then head over to the show notes at obandco.uk slash 138. And there you can get in touch with Steve, get in touch with Simon, or myself, of course. And if you would like to listen to some more episodes of the Retail Transformation Show, then here are some recommendations. First up, if you would like to find out more about Steve Leach and about NYSA, then definitely take a scroll back through the archives to episode 37 and 38, both which featured Steve Leach, as I mentioned. Next, why not check out the first episode of our Simplification Stories mini-series. That's episode 137, number 137. And then my final recommendation is, in fact, episode 105, which was all about simplifying operating models. So episode 105. So if you want to check out any of those episodes, either take a scroll back through the archives in your favourite podcast app, or head over to the show notes at obandco.uk slash 138. And you can find all of the links over there. Also, did you know Retail Transformation Live is back? This is my virtual event. It's the third time that we're going to be running it. And on the 6th, 7th and 8th July 2021, it's back. So do register for free over at retailtransformation.live and join us for those three days, three half days, I might add, where we'll be exploring the retail trends and what that looks like in a post-pandemic world, diving into the new operating model, and finally laying out the transformation capability that you will need to enable that new retail operating model in the post-pandemic world. I would love to see you there. There are going to be some brilliant speakers, brilliant sessions, lots of engagement. I'm encouraging you to get involved, by the way, not just sitting back and watching. So get involved and do join us, retailtransformation.live. And I look forward to meeting you there. If you're new to the show, do hit subscribe on your favourite podcast app. And I look forward to joining you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.